What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Did you miss me? I missed you. I know uh, you probably didn't realize it, but I was sick, and I go into that later on in the show. We also have beer news, a little sad news out of California. Um, our cold brew list is a little bit of tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> um, that, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll see what it is when we get to it. Uh, we had a lot of fun with it anyway. And, of course, we go on about the uh, NFL playoffs, especially the 49ers-Packers game. And with, <laughs> then at the very end, we go into uh, the Book of Boba Fett, all the uh, ins and outs of the episode three and four. So we hope you enjoy that because we enjoy talking about it at length, as you could see already by the size of the show. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on Untapped. Search Cold Brew Podcast. Email us at coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, one more thing, I will be putting out the Copper State Beer Fest interviews soon. I'd like to apologize to uh, those who've been waiting. But like I said, I've been sick. So I will get to those as soon as possible. All right. So without further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. Coming at your pre-recorder from Cold Brew Studios, I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. But before we get into beer, though, so who's next on the uh, the Coach's Corner? Who's next on the Coach's Corner? <laughs> Man, when I was editing that show this week, <laughs> when we were recording it, it didn't seem that long, but when I was editing it, I was like, oh shit, man, this thing keeps oh. going. <laughs> But overall, there's, yeah. Was there any firing? Uh, no, I, 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 I think there's gonna be eight eight uh, new coaches next year. Yeah, I think. Well, I think with the uh, Harbaugh being courted back to the NFL, I I saw a rumor that Matt Rule might leave uh, Carolina and go to and go to Michigan. Oh wow! It's just a rumor, though. Just a rumor. Rumors, innuendos, speculation, hearsay, all that stuff. Who knows? I think it's, well, I mean, Saban did it. I mean, that thing, I mean, you're going to resign, you know, your NFL money and, I don't know, college money. Yeah, but, I, I, you know, it's, it seems like he's more, maybe he's more fit for the college ranks. Who knows? But we'll see. I, I was just teasing because it just it seemed to go along. But uh, no, let's. Uh, how you doing this week, man? How you feeling? How you feeling after the 49ers uh, win over Green Bay? Oh, dude, I was. I, I couldn't. Uh, I was shaking for like five minutes after I took him. <laughs> man, I, I couldn't believe it either. We'll, we'll go into a little bit more in depth later on during our drunkest shenanigans. But uh, let's get into the beer, shall we? Sure. So today I have in front of me from Three Nations Brewing. Have you ever heard of Three Nations Brewing? 
yeah, they're next to the Seven Nation Army, right? <laughs> Couldn't hold me back. No, they're out of Carrollton, Texas. Yeah. And I got this we're, from... We're, yeah? Where in, uh, where in Texas is uh, Carrollton? You know what? I, I have no idea. Why don't you look that up while I talk about the beer? Because all I did was look up where Three Nations is from. What did it say? Were they in Friday Night Like? Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe they're right in this, right in the fucking smack dab middle of everything, <laughs> right in the middle of whoop de whoop uh, country. <laughs> Carrollton, like the word, like the name. Carrollton, like C A R R O L L T O N. Um, I have oh. their the Three Nation Devout Imperial Milk Stout with Mexican chocolate. Do you have uh, any uh, info on Carrollton yet? Is that what you're about to say? Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's just north of Dallas. Oh, okay. So it's right there, right in the middle, right? Isn't Dallas right in the middle? Yeah, well, Dallas, is, to me, is, is more eastern Texas, but I guess yeah, it's probably as far as metro city center than, yeah, yeah central Texas. Right, yeah. Houston is, like, way down south. Odessa's like, uh, west. Yeah. Um, El Paso's west. Lubbock's west. Yeah, but, yeah. Eagle Pass is south. You know, I wonder if uh, San Antonio, well, the, yeah. like the, the, the Dallas Fort Worth area, uh-huh. like Carlton's right in there, along with Irvine and, and uh, Arlington. Arlington, so. Denton is right there. I, I've been there for work. Yeah, Denton's more north. Than, right, than yeah. Hall. It's like 45 minutes north of uh, Dallas Love. Oh, okay, well, if that's the case, then Carlton's probably like 20 minutes north of Dallas. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, from the. the uh, Wait, is that Frisco, Texas? Yeah, there there is a Frisco, Texas. I remember there's a a Gene Wilder movie called Frisco, I believe, the Frisco Kid, and he I think is because he's from Frisco, Texas. Uh, Not San Francisco, just Frisco. Uh, this... <laughs> That's a different movie, better movie probably. Uh, let's see, this is a, a limited rotating series. It's eight point three percent alcohol by volume. Uh, on the back of the can, it says, sit back and, sa- and savor the indulgence of our Mexican chocolate imperial milk stout. The perfect beer to warm you up and take you back to a time when your abuelita would make lovingly, would, would, would make lovingly, would lovingly make you a worn cup of hot chocolate. Um, this is a 12 point or this is a 12 ounce can and this is uh from my friend uh tiffany misk the or miski miski the uh comeback co- at classic comeback coach on instagram this is one of the ones she sent when i i know i told you a while ago because i had the other beer she sent um when she sent the bloody mary mix still haven't opened it but that's because it's a uh it's one of those, you know, when you, when you, when you can something, remember our, our, our grandparents used to can like peaches and stuff like that. And, and you know, you, you, uh, you have the little pop top, um, cans. So right. I know, I, yeah. So she sent, she sent the Bloody Mary mix and that. So I know it's still fresh. That's why I haven't made a Bloody Mary mix yet, but I soon will because I love me some Bloody Mary. Anyway. Um, yeah, without any further ado, cause I'm a doing a lot right now. Uh, pop off. What do you got? Well, I got <laughs> I got a beer that might be outdated by the time the show drops, but I wanted to try it. <laughs> okay. No, I got one that um well 
Because I got a bunch of holiday ales that I never tried. I'm trying to get rid of them. Oh yeah. At the same time, I want to try them now and get them on, get them on the record. So when the holiday season comes around again, yeah, people know what. To do. Oh okay. People right. know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so in ten months you can say, hey, go back to January when when I had this one. Yeah yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, well this one's from uh, an authentic Trappist brewery. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's another Spencer offering. Oh, yeah. It's a Spencer Trappist Holiday Ale. Oh, okay. All right. Did you buy a Spencer's gift? Yes. It's like all Spencer's gifts. gifts (laughs) They pair well with family and friends. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's all you need. That's all you need. But I'll let you know it a bit more. Okay. All right. So it's a mahogany in color, wholesome in body, lightly spiced, a heartwarming piece of ale from our table to yours. Mm. So the beer style is authentic Travis, uh well, beer. <laughs> it's a right. 9.0% ABV. The optimal serving temperature is 50 degrees. Suggested glassware. Um, I guess it'd be like What's like the goblet looking glass? A goblet or a tulip? I think it's a goblet. I don't okay. know. Okay, alright. Because they just have a picture that they don't have them. Yeah. So, basically it, a holiday ale. I mean, let's talk about holiday ales. I mean, they're going to be more malt forward. Right. A little spicy, mm-hmm. real rich. Maybe roasty, maybe sweet. And possibly warm, warming, you know, as it goes down. Yeah. Alright, but without any further ado... No, this is cap off. I'm sorry. Ooh, nice. <laughs> like any any true uh, Trappist uh, beer, it should be in a bottle, right? I, I don't know of any Trappist beers that come in cans. I guess it could be possible, but I would think it's a bottle. Is Saint Bernardus Trappist? Uh, I think it's an Abbey, but I don't. I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's Trappist. No. Okay, because I know a few St. Bernardus uh, coming camp. Okay. Oh, you know what, though? Seriously? Huh. Um, I didn't know if it's this one or another holiday offering. I know, I know there's, there's a Spencer's uh, seasonal that comes in camp. Oh, okay. Well, shit. Then I, I guess I'm wrong. That's fine. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't mind being wrong. Or- uh, let's see here. So this uh, Devout Imperial Milk Stout Mexican Chocolate. It, it it's okay. I was hoping for more of a Mexican chocolate um, punch to it. Uh, when I think Mexican chocolate, I, of course, I think it's it's creamy, and, and this is kind of creamy. But there's this, the spice isn't there. You know, we, we talked about it last week. The the when you had the the Mexican uh, coffee and how you uh, very well describe how it's kind of like cinnamony. Um, and it's got like a little spice to it. I I don't get that. I get a, a subtle hint of that. Maybe I was thinking more. It was going to be more of a, um, maybe more of a punch to it than than it, what it has. Now, could be it has to warm up a little bit. I'll try to slow down because I am very thirsty right now, and I kind of want to drink this up. But I'll try to slow down, let it warm up, let us see if if those flavors introduce themselves later on when we uh rate our beers on untapped but for now it's it's good it's just not 
it's not what I was hoping for. It's not what I was expecting. Uh, it didn't. You know, you seen that movie Ratatouille? No. Oh, okay. So there's this uh, this this fucking rat <laughs> that uh, is really good at, at cook at cooking, and he gets this uh, this sous chef to to be able to cook very well. And a super famous uh, food critic comes to the restaurant that night, and the rat um, has this chef create a dish called ratat. It basically it looks like soup. It looks like more like a potato soup or something like that. Very, very um, nice looking dish, but I guess it's a peasant dish. Anyway, it uh, that critic gets transported back to his 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 youth when when his mom used to make him ratatouille uh, uh, when he was a kid, like comfort food, basically like a comfort food movie. I was hoping for that. I was kind of hoping when I sip this. It would take me back to magically teleport me back to when I was like, when we were like, you know, uh, adolescents, even before then. And our mom used to make us Mexican hot chocolate. I was kind of waiting for like a moment like that and I didn't get it. So that's why mm -hmm. I, that's why I'm disappointed. Now, that's my own personal experience. Don't let me stop you from ever trying this beer. But that's that's my own personal disappointment. Thank you. All right. How's your beer? Um, it's it's a it's a textbook winter warmer. I mean, I don't know how many you've had. Yeah. Um, to me, it's almost like a little bit, and I'm not trying to knock a beer because it's a beer that I do like. Twenty mm -hmm. uh, First Amendment Fireside Chat. Right. It's like that, just a little bit richer, a little bit, a little bit uh deeper malts, like mm -hmm. flavors, a little bit, you know, a little bit more fruity sweetness, and I'm talking about like. Kind of like dark fruit sweetness. I'm thinking like yeah, think like plum, that type of like but like and plum uh, or like, like prune and dates and like like a dried fruit. Well, yeah, yeah, like okay. a dried plum. yeah, or a prune. Yeah, um, for those of you that didn't know, <laughs> um, and then it's got ice to it, but like just it kind of just shows up in the finish. It's not like spicy all the way through, mm -hmm. and it's it's a little bit more subtle. So it. it I guess it just has more in uh this has more sweet maltiness to it with a little spice finish. Got it. So really enjoyable. Yeah, that sounds good. Um we'll have to wait and see you'll well our listeners will have to wait and see what we rate these beers later during our untap portion of the show. But right now, it's time for the beer news. All right, uh, big story, big main headlines in the California anyway. And I know I talked about Hermitage last week, right? Hermitage Brewing. Yeah. I think they they had been in business for I think maybe eleven years or something like that, thirteen years. Marin Brewing though, out of Marin, California, and after thirty three years, is shutting down. They are shutting down their Larkspur Landing Restaurant and Brewery on January thirty first citing the financial struggle of surviving during a two-year-long pandemic as the main reason for closure. Man, that's, that's pretty bad. Holy shit, man. Marin Brewing, I mean, they, like I said, they've been around 33 years. They started, uh, yeah. what, 
32 years ago. 30, yeah, 30, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Do the math. I think it was at uh, yeah. 19, it'd be 1989, right? Uh, sounds about right. Yeah, 1989. Holy crap, man. That was before I even thought of beer as something I'd want to drink. I think, uh, yeah, I think you and I told stories of the first time we ever had beer was like around that time. <laughs> and it was a shit beer, too, and we didn't like it. Anyway, so, yeah, uh, Marin Brewing. I just thought it was noteworthy since I brought up uh, Hermitage, um, a Bay Area brewery that's shutting down it's still california and this i think is more notable because it's it's marin brewing and um do, do you do you have when was the last time you had a marin brewing brewing beer though can you rem- even remember i mean I, I i moved away a long time ago I'm, I'm sure i had it at a beer fest before i left but i don't think i ever bought one um i can't even remember when <laughs> so um I remember I've been there. I remember a friend of mine uh oh, really? Wow. Yeah. My friends they used to do a, a breast cancer walk and after one oh, of yeah, yeah. um after one of the walks we went up there to uh to eat. Oh okay, all right. Top notch beer too. I, I I I mean they they've they're citing uh you know the uh, the economic slowdown because of uh, the pandemic and everything. So I, I think dry January is a big deal. <laughs> Maybe had to have something to do with it, but I mean they're not the only ones going through it. So I wonder what specifically about the pandemic hurt them the most. Eh, it's too bad. Uh, let's see. One more thing. I didn't really have a lot this week because we we covered. Um, a couple of big ones last week, and when I was going through um, all this stuff, uh, I only saw a couple of things that I noted. Here it is. I was kind of vamping uh, to get to the next story, but you know, Deschutes Brewery, all yeah. the way up in uh, Bend, Oregon. Have you ever had their Black Butte Porter? Black Butt, yeah, I've had it. Black Butt, excuse me. Yes. <laughs> I heard uh, it brings all the boys to the yard. Well, hey, well, uh, I think they're mixing <laughs> up. Uh, you know. uh, well, they're coming out with a non-alcoholic version. Oh, the uh, the, idea. yeah, okay, the, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to bring any boys out to the yard. Yeah. Uh, the legendary. No, okay, real quick, yeah. I just want to say it goes back to my whole. Um, you know, I don't like. I don't like when companies. Uh, Trade off an established name already, i.e. Bud Light Pilsner. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, I get it. Um, the black. Hey, the, can I sidebar real quick? Everything yeah. This, bring everything to the sweet and all. <laughs> I, I love when you do this. Yes. I, I'm I'm scared to try Bud Light hard soda because I'm afraid I'm going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's made for people to like it, though, right? Right, no, but I, it, it might hit me. You know what I mean? Oh, that's, really? That's you, 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 you yeah. think it's actually wow? That should be a soda. Uh, yeah. You know, like I, I'm thinking if it's like, like New York Seltzer. Remember original New York Seltzer water? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I fucking love that cream soda one. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. So imagine if it was a cream soda, but it was alcoholic. I mean, wouldn't you be drinking that? Oh, one? man. Yes, I would. Yes, I fucking would. Thank yeah. you. And, like, you know, they have the classic flavors. Like, well, they have, they have cola, they have orange, they have... Uh, Black cherry? Like a Sprite. Yeah, and then their cherry Coke as well, so... Holy crap. At the same time, I got... Yeah. <laughs> hey, do it for the show. <laughs> uh, let's see. So uh, the legendary, legendary Black Butte Porter was the inspiration behind this latest innovation. The beer that put the small town brewery on the map in 1988 remains the number one selling porter in the U.S. I love that porter, man. I mean, to me, it doesn't even taste like a porter. It doesn't taste like dirt to me. It tastes like a... It's, it's like... You, well, you know there's a line between porters and stouts. I don't know where it's at. Yeah. But if, if you were to ask me, like, where is the line at? Blackview Porter would be, like, right there. Like, it's got his peaky toe, like, you know, over the border. It's, like, right there. Um, through three decades of innovation and experimentation... Deschutes has remained committed to extending their pursuit of quality to non-traditional craft beer styles that offer a unique value to their customers. Black Butte Non-Alcoholic is a high-quality non-alcoholic beer that rivals the experience of a full-strength craft beer. The non-alcoholic category is currently heavy with light beers, just as the craft beer market was at the brewery's founding in 1988. Said Veronica Vega. Oh, I wonder if she's related to Vic Vega. Mm. Director of product development for Deschutes. Who's in Vega? <laughs> What's the other Vega brother's name? Well, Vic Vega and Victor Vega. Vic, oh, Vic, yeah, and Vincent. That's right. Uh, Vincent Vega. We're introduced a porter. We're. Introducing a porter into this growing category to show that high-quality, drinkable, and delicious any beer can come in all styles. Any beer drinkers don't have to settle for light beers. And I think you and I uh, talked about this, and, and I've had it on the show. I think last year I did the, the, the non-alcoholic uh, beer during January, right? I did all the different... I try to find different styles. I think my favorite was the stout, if I remember right. The pale ale was, oh, the IPA, the, the Lagunitas. Oh, man, that was the worst fucking beer I might have ever had in my entire life. The Lagunitas non-alcoholic IPA. Ah, oh, that was just utter fucking swill. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I don't throw a fucking any, no holds barred on that one, man. Fuck that beer. Um, so I... I had I done the non-alcoholic January this year, the dry January, excuse me, this year, um, this would have been like too little too late because like this is, we're recording this on the, the 22nd of January and our show comes out the, what, the 28th? Yeah, I would have I been like, fuck, man, how, how come I didn't know this already? Uh, I should keep my uh, my ear to the ground a little bit more tighter. Maybe I would have um, seen this coming down the line a little bit sooner. Anyway, that, yeah, that's all I have this week for 
the beer news. So do you know what time it is? Good idea. It's time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we As proceed, we proceed to give you what to you, you need. Hey, let me ask you this. What happened today? Ooh, uh, as far as football goes. Football. The two number one seed playoff teams lost. That's right. So I'm going to take everyone back on a quick, uh, <laughs> quick trip down memory lane. When, <laughs> okay, Cheech. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> joke for two. Obviously, obviously, long yeah, long time, uh, long time listeners of the show know that we're uh, we're big Niner fans, right? And um, you know, today we played the Packers in one. Mm-hmm. However, uh, you know, the the whole hype for the, building up the week and stuff. Um, we saw, you know, I saw a clip of, uh, of Rogers being interviewed on draft day, and they asked him, "How does he feel about the Niners? Not is he disappointed he was drafted by the Niners?" Oh he yeah, said something like, "Not as disappointed as they're going to be for not drafting." <laughs> now, right. I'm talking about now, he's he's like that. And he said, "Uh, he set a record for being the first quarterback to go 0 and 4 against a certain franchise in the past." <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, dude. At this point, what's the point of winning? Like, okay, so now you're one and four. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not laughing at the fact that he didn't beat us, um, but I'm just laughing at the fact that uh, uh, his. Well, I don't know why I'm laughing. I just, I just think it's funny because uh, you know he's. I know he hasn't had a personal vendetta, like to because we're in different divisions. Like if he was like on the Rams or the the Seahawks or the Cardinals, it'd be a different story because he'd beat us like every year, like you know, like a a drum. Right. But um, anyway, so keep going. What's what's your what's your topic for the cold brew list this week? Well, my topic is his playoff exits ever since he won the Super Bowl in twenty ten. Oh, his one and only. Yes. Okay. By the way, um. I didn't realize that that they were a wild card team that year as well. The year he won the Super Bowl. Oh, I didn't know that either. Okay. Yeah, the Bears. The, the Bears took the North. Okay. All right. Um. So that was 2010. You said. Yeah. yeah. And he was drafted 2004. 2005. 2005. Okay. I think five. Whatever year Alex Smith was five. <laughs> All I know is. I, and I said it on the show before, I wanted the 49ers to draft him that year over Smith. But when they draft the Smith, I'm like, okay, maybe they know more than me. He was not a bad Niner, though. I still think Alex Smith is a great fucking 49er. Oh, definitely. I yeah. mean, uh, and what he did post-Niners and, you know, his, his comeback story, too, is... Uh, mm-hmm. Is in itself is something that everyone should cheer for. Yeah, or should have been cheered. You know, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. At the time, yeah. You know, I was up on the, I was on the fence w- with uh, what they went. I guess, I guess the irony was the fact that he wasn't picked until like what twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, I remember. I remember yeah, they like, had that draft class sitting in the back, and he was the last one. He looked so sad yeah. with his puppy dog eyes. Yeah, it's almost like, well, you know, what if, 
you know, what if he was like the third pick? You know, it was like yeah. <laughs> but at least you could kind of get it. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like from from not going, you know, one to where he right. it, that that was just weird. That's oh. weird. You normally don't like that. No, no, no. It, definitely not. But anyway, I mean, I don't think he uh, he suffered from going twenty fourth because he had a great career. All right. So it's tw- uh, so in two thousand eleven. Uh huh. They were first in the north, fifteen and one, and they lose the division around to the Giants. Oof. And Aaron Rodgers was MVP that year. Is is that when uh, the Giants right. went to beat the pa- Patriots, right? Right. right. Hey, the MVP means uh, making vacation plans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't make me cough, dude. All right. Uh, twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Again, they were they were uh, first in the North, and uh. They were eleven and five. All right, not bad. They uh, they what you call? They beat the uh, they beat the Vikings in the wild card round. Okay, but they they lost the, the divisional round at the, at San Francisco, forty five thirty. Oh, that was a great. That was a fun game, dude. That was the Kaepernick game. Yeah, yeah, that, but I'm just talking. It's just so much scoring. People love scoring, uh, high scoring games. Yeah. Oh yeah. In fact, I saw a meme. You know the meme of uh, that Green Arrow, like uh, over his own grave. Oh yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. The the actor posted mm-hmm. over his own grave. Well, they put uh, there was a meme uh, halfway through or at halftime about uh, the over bit in the uh, in the the Packer Niner game, and it, it was pretty high. <laughs> I want to say it was like. I want to say it was like in the fifth. That's pretty good, yeah. But I would think, yeah, um, with that game, uh, yeah, sixty would have been great. That would have been a better uh, line. Anyway, keep going. Okay, twenty thirteen, they uh, they lost the wildcard playoffs to the Niners. <laughs> right. They were first in the North again. They were first in the North. They lost the Niners. They lost. Uh, they were. Dude, they were eight, seven, and one, and they were still first in the North. Wow. <laughs> oh, before, but dude, the North's been terrible for years. Yeah. It was in Stafford show. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> Bears never had any fucking contenders. All right. Um, in 2014, they were again first in the North, the 12, uh, 12 and four. They won the divisional playoffs against the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and they lost to the. Oh, was was that the was that the the Des Bryant game when they beat the Cowboys? I think so. Like yeah, yeah the, like the ball moved in his hand. Yeah, yeah. Reaching. Keep going. All right. So in 2015, they were second in the North with ten and six. They won the wild card at the Redskins. But then they lost the divisional at the Cardinals. Oh, I don't. Oh, was that, was, was, was that the Hail Mary game? Was it? Yeah, with Carson Palmer, and the Cardinals. Cardinals ended up going to the Super Bowl against the Steelers that year. No, Warner was the quarterback when they went to the Super. Bowl. Okay, all right. But oh yeah, I think that was that year. That was a great fucking Super Bowl, by the way. 
Yeah. What was that? Well, yeah, you weren't a Cardinals fan yet, but the Cardinals <laughs> awesome. Wait, wait, was that when the um? Yeah, because I think I was up there with uh, my friend uh, with Eddie when he was when he was live uh, when he first moved to Tracy, and I was pissed off because they wanted to watch the Warriors when they were doing their their twenty game run or twenty four game or whatever whatever the fuck it was. I'm like, yeah. dude, there's a fucking football, there's a playoff game. Who the fucking cares? Who cares about the fucking Warriors right now? Let's watch some fucking football. I had to go on the back TV, little mini screen TV. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'd rather watch fucking football than the Warriors. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I you know, the, the Warriors are my team, but come on, man. This is fucking playoff football, and you guys want to watch the fucking Warriors. Get the fuck out of here, dude. What kind of party did I go up to? Should have just fucking stayed at home and drank my beer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. Sorry to go off on a rant. All right. All right. So in 2016, they were first in the North again. They were 10 and six. Mm-hmm. They they won the wild card round against the Giants. They won the divisional playoffs at Dallas, mm-hmm. and then lost to the NFC Championship to the Falcons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then. Uh, Okay, then 2017, I believe, is the year that uh, Rodgers got hurt, and he was, wait, wait, was real, seven real quick. and uh, nine. What? Oh, go, going back to that 2016 year, that was the year that the Falcons ended up uh, blowing the fucking lead. That was sh- the Shanahan year when he no. was the, he when he it, was the OC, it, right? It, the head coach is still the Bucks. <laughs> All right, I'm just saying Shanahan was the OC for that Falcons team. Yes. So he, yeah. so Shanahan beat uh, Aaron Rodgers. That's that, that's the only point I'm trying to make. Oh, okay. All right. And Lefer was the quarterback. <laughs> okay, then there you go. All right. So um, yeah, 2017. I believe that's the year he got hurt. So the the Packers ended uh, ended up in third. They were seven and nine. Okay. No playoff. And then 2018. Uh, that was the year that they fired McCarthy. Uh, mid-season mm-hmm. and uh, they were 6-9-1 uh, and one. okay alright then in 2019 under your boy Matt LeFleur <laughs> my boy <laughs> they they come in first at 13-3 and three. they uh, beat the Seahawks in the divisional and they lost the NFC Championship to the Niners oh I love that one that was a good one yeah so and then in 2020, they won the divisional playoffs against the Rams and then lost to the Bucks. Oh, yeah. And Rodgers was MVP then. Yep. Yes, and now finally in 2012, 2021. And four. I'm sorry, yeah. 2021. <laughs> First in the North. 13 and 4. First in the NFC. Do, yeah. Number one seed. Mm-hmm. And they lose the divisional playoffs to the San Francisco Forty at home. Oh, no, where California teams, mm-hmm. they they posted a graphic before the game. California teams are twenty or two and twenty one. No, I'm sorry, two and twelve in like uh, thirty two or below games in Lambda. Uh, wow! And guess who those two are. 
Niners. Niners, well, not the Niners, are two of them. <laughs> well, well, that that one divisional game that we beat the uh, with Kaepernick when we beat the the Packers. I don't know if it was thirty two degrees or lo- less. It was a day game. I remember yeah. that. No, yeah, that, that was that that game was actually colder than today. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, because I know today was like two degrees. Joe Buck kept saying it. <laughs> Well, yeah, the kid on fashion on the uh, on the on the the, the screen, it mm-hmm. was like twelve degrees, but it feels like zero. No, yeah. but like th- that that other game, it was like like negative seven degrees or negative nine Jesus. degrees. It cold. It's all about the wind chill, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, who knows? You think uh, Aaron Rodgers will still be in Green Bay next year as a starting starting quarterback? Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like Seattle too. It's like if he is, what's around him, and they if you know they got to tear it down. Put it this way: if he's there, they're not they're not taking it next year. I mean, that's the obvious thing. You know what I mean? You don't think so? I think they run it back now. As far There's as a lot it, of contracts up, a lot of money up. Okay. So his contract, I mean, his contract is, is, is done, right? This, his contract is done this year, so if they want him back, they have to give him a new contract. So the money's going to really matter as far as salary cap. No, I, I think, I want to say he's under for two more years. Okay. However, like, his holdout, whatever, was to get one year off or something. Hmm. Yeah, looking at the cap, they're over for next year by forty million. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, and next year's uh, cap number, uh, Aaron Rodgers is is forty six, like forty six point eight million. That's his that's his cap figure. Jesus, right? And then, uh, in the twenty twenty three, he's on the team. However, his cap number is. Seven point six million. Oh, okay. All right. So, so that's kind of like the, the quote unquote watch. So, that's yeah. kind of. I guess that's going to be the votable year. So it's kind of like, do they have enough to do it next year? And no, because a lot of people are either free agents or got to be cut. Like the next, the next uh, biggest guy is that Zedarius Smith, right? And that that Buck. That Bakhtiari guy. Who barely even fucking plays. Yeah. And then Adam Adams is a free agent. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think Buck mentioned that after he made a catch. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's at least 15 million right there, right? Yeah, you would think more. You think like 20 with his numbers? No, I'm just talking about, I was just thinking about, talking about cap hit for, for the, the first year. Oh, okay. I got to send you this website. It's really cool. Breaks down a lot of stuff. But then, yeah, 2024, Aaron Rodgers is not on the team. Yeah. But I, I, I don't uh, think he's on the team next year. Uh, I think uh, he's got a 46.1 million hit against the cap next year. Jesus Christ. 46.8, yeah. Whew. Yeah. All right. Well, that remains to be seen, but that was a great 
uh, cold brew list. Very topical. Uh, how's your beer treating you, man? Good. Almost done. Yeah, my, so is mine. I, I think uh, it's as it warmed up, I, I kind of like it. It doesn't, it didn't give me the ratatouille effect, but um, I do like it though. I think it's really good. Uh, I was wanting a little bit more warmth as far as the spiciness goes, but you know, I, I don't like spicy beers. I've, I've talked about it before. It's not a, a big fucking secret on this show. So. I, I really like this way, the way this beer went. But right now, we're going to rate our beers on Untapped. Search Cold Brew Podcast on Untapped and friend us, and we'll friend you back. All right, so I'm going on Untapped. Got it on my phone. And you had... I, I, mean, I remember the Spencer's. I remember that because of Spencer's gift. But uh, what was the name of your beer again? Sister Holiday Ale. Holiday. Holiday. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Trappist Holiday by Spencer Brewery. All right. Uh, what would you like to rate this beer at? Seriously, this is an easy four. This is definitely definition winter one right here. All right. Easy four. Um, what kind of notes would you like to leave on this check-in? Uh, malty, sweet, spicy. Malty. Wow. You already knew. You write this down? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, are you really prepping for this show? <laughs> Holy crap, do you, do you want me to go right now? <laughs> you got to go somewhere? Uh, let's see here. Wow, we unlocked a lot. You unlocked a lot of batches. Batches. Um, Trappist Holiday Ale We uh, has an overall rating of 3.71. We have one friend who rated it. A Kane Moyer gave it a 3.75. So I had by Three Nations Brewing out of Car- Carrollton, Carlton, Texas. At first, I, did, I didn't really care for it, but as it warmed up. Ooh. Let me finish that right there. Ooh, that's 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 pretty nice. I like it. Um, I think it could have had a little bit more um, spice to it. That's just my personal uh, opinion. So I'm going to give it just a 3.5. I, I, I was hoping for more. I was really hoping for more. Um, maybe I'm being a little bit too critical because of the whole Ratatouille thing, like I told you earlier. But um, yeah, this so Three Nation. But it's still a great beer. I really like it. Three Nation. A devout Mexican chocolate. Oh, it has an overall rating of 4.12. thousand. So 2,100 people rated it. Have never had Mexican hot chocolate before. (laughs) That's all I got to say. So uh, 3.5 was hoping for more warmth. Save and check in. Ooh, I wonder. If, I don't think I'll make Pilsner-ish or the you know the the new uh, WTF Untapped. But all right, before we before we go any further in our drunken shenanigans, I know we, we want to talk about a few things. But all right, so I I did the Copper State Beer Festival on the fifteenth. 
and had a good time. And I had all this stuff planned this week. I was going to roll out a bunch of episodes, uh, but then I got COVID. And I was good. Now, for those who are listening and met with me and saw me on the 15th at the Copper State Beer Festival, I was fine. I was healthy. In fact, on Sunday, I went and tested because my daughter had it and I was in contact with her on Sunday. I tested on Sunday and I was negative. So for those of you that um, as far as Jessica and Fred and Will, I know we all um, had conversations and I hung out with Will and his crew afterwards at, at the Ad Astra crew. <laughs> wait, wait till I get into those guys. Um, we, you guys have nothing to worry about because I did not have it then. I didn't not. I didn't even have it the next day. Um, I didn't have it until Monday. In fact, um, oh man, Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, and a little bit into Thursday, and even some little bit into Friday, I was still under the weather Uh, it wasn't until today this saturday that actually felt well and um luckily i did not uh, have to go to the hospital at all um it was actually worse than a cold um easier to get through than the flu um i i was i have been vaccinated i had not got the booster yet though um but uh yeah man it was uh it wasn't fun, dude. I was just fucking tired the whole time. I didn't lose my taste of, I didn't lose my sense of taste or sense of smell. I had a fever. I think at the most it got up to one hundred and one point five, one hundred one point seven, somewhere around there. I, I kind of forget. It was like Tuesday night, two or Tuesday morning, like one to two a.m. I woke up. I was just sweating. Just didn't feel good. I was just achy. Um, I didn't. Um, have a, a big cough or anything. I uh, I kind of felt ill that night, like when I when I took like uh, medicines like Tylenol and and ibuprofen. I kind of wanted to throw them up, but other than that, I didn't have any other side effects. Um, luckily, because I know my I got it from my daughter, and um, she didn't lose her taste or smell. Now she ended up passing it on to me. Uh, her mom and her grandmother and her mom and her grandmother is still going through it and her mom lost the tense the taste a uh, sense of taste and smell her grandmother has been coughing and and uh um sneezing a lot um but it's not unproductive like people say like you know the covid is an unproductive cough but she's been coughing and, and sneezing and uh having a um phlegm and, and mucus and stuff like that so i don't know it just all hit us differently man it's weird like four of us all had different experiences with it it's uh, my, my daughter also had a um a sore throat i didn't have a sore throat her grandmother had a sore throat my daughter had a headache i had a slight headache i had a sinus pressure on tuesday night that i thought i was gonna i thought i had to go to the hospital for the emergency because i just it was behind my left eye that was that was the weird part. It was just behind my left eye. I just could not um, get rid of it. It was it was painful, man. It was like, oh my god! Like when you when you do like the pain threshold from like a one to a ten. I would say it was, I was like at a seven or eight. Like I was sweating from it. That's how bad it was. 
I was able to find a position on the bed that I actually was able to draw some relief and finally fucking fall asleep. It was weird. Um, everyone goes through their own, I think their own form of uh, sickness or illness when it comes to this thing. Um, I just hope everyone out there um, is safe and, or not, not just safe, but just to protect, protect, protect themselves as well as possible. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, d definitely. I mean, uh, well, obviously, because of the saying, I'm, I'm glad you're okay and full yeah. through. And uh, I hope the rest for, for your daughter and, and the family. Mm -hmm. um, oh, my daughter's fine. She's jumping yeah. off the walls already. <laughs> no, just everyone, just, just be safe. Yeah. Do the right thing. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not calling people out, but, but, you know, don't be selfish. Be considerate of others, too. You know, um, especially if, if if it comes to leisure things. I mean, hey, hey, if you got to work and, and you get it because your coworker is being selfish, that's not your fault, right? You know, just you know, uh, a, a lot of events and parties, like you know, we're talking about the playoffs and stuff like that. I know I'm watching every game at home, no matter what. You know what I mean? Right. It's not. It's not like I'm trying to get out there. I know. Yes, you want to visit friends, you want to visit family, just be smart about it, be fun about it, saying, hey, you know what, uh, you know, I uh, I took a COVID test on Thursday just because it was getting so crazy. My wife's getting paranoid. She, she told me to get one, mm. like, two weeks ago, and last Thursday was the soon as I get one because, you know, it, it's out there, it, it's real, mm. and... uh yeah, a, a lot more cases now with the with the Omicron seems to be a lot less severe. However, you know, it, it's still a... What's up? The virus is like two years old, but when it came out, it was a novel, right? Novel, novel coronavirus is what it's called because no one ever had a sickness like that. Right. So you still don't know what it means. And, and I'm not saying that you're doomed <laughs> in your future. I'm just saying... Oh, yeah. It, it, it it's 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 so unpredictable in a lot of ways, right? So you, you advantage, you're, you're probably going to be the, and I hope everyone is the larger majority that pulls through. However, there's that, there's always that chance, you know. Well, yeah, that was my whole point of of describing my my daughter's you know experiences and her mom and her grandmother and then my own experiences. There's four of us right there, and we all had like kind of similar but we all had our own version of it and there's still her mom and, and her grandmother are still like almost they're they're on the, the the down slope but they're they're still in it you know what i mean so everyone's got their own experiences as far as like when it hits you and i think at the same on the same coin on the other side of the coin on the flip side different remedies might also help you out whether it's vitamin c vitamin d zinc um whatever else you might if it's the the, the vaccine or you know i don't want to say god help you because i don't know if you believe in god or not but you know ivermectin or or resumendisvir or whatever else is out there um just uh i hope uh when you're out there just uh it if it happens, it's not the end of the world. Just you know, just be safe and 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 try to do the best to protect your family. Definitely, I mean, 
But uh, all right. So I'm, I'm, I, I just want to tell everyone I had it. I got through it. I'm lucky. Um, I hope uh, anyone out there who else has it, don't be afraid. It's not a stigma. I know when my daughter uh, tested positive, when we got the, the test results back, I, I didn't think it was a big deal. But my daughter started crying because I think she she felt like she was like, you know, like scarlet lettered, you know? Like it, she yeah. was like branded, you know, <laughs> scorned as the one who ran. You know, it's just, it, it just, it, there's like a kind of a stigma to it. Like people are, are afraid to tell other people that they had it. It's not a, it's not that big of a deal. Like if you had it, you had it, you get by it. Try not to give it to anybody else, you know? that I think that's the whole thing. No, definitely. Anyway. All right, uh, next thing I want to talk about was the Copper State Beer Festival. Holy shit, man. This was great. Uh, number one, this is the first time um, that this group, this organization, put on a beer festival. Hey, it was oh, pretty good, I man. That. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, it was the first time. It was. It went off pretty well. I thought it was good. I mean, I talked to Joe um, after, the, after the event, like during the cleanup uh, portion of the show. I talked to him very, oh man, he, this guy was getting pulled like, like, you know, he stretched Armstrong, you know, um, he was pull, getting pulled every which way, but loose, you know, that, that old saying. And, uh, at least he talked to me for, you know, 10, 15 seconds. Um, yeah, he, uh, he, he told me like, you know, there's a couple things he would have done different, but right. Like who, who. Who would have said anything else but that, you know, like this is my first time. Um, it was, I already thought of, as soon as I got there, I'm like, oh shit, I should have done this. I should have done that. You know, I, I've, I already have a list of things. If he invites me to do something else, I, I already know exactly what I would do different. So I don't blame him for, for, for anything that he might think he should do differently next time. Um, at all. I, I don't blame him for anything. I thought this was, event was really well run. Um, it was pretty big, big enough for the, the crowd that actually got there and participated. It was a perfect size. He had a lot of beer. He had a lot of food, tons of food. In fact, I don't know if even he needed as much food. He could have probably, um, maybe three quarters of the size of the food, but I understand why he had that much. Cause he just wanted diversity there. He uh, had also a bunch of different vendors, not just um, what beer and wine, but he also had like uh, you know people selling arts and crafts and stuff like that. He had a uh, um, uh, I don't know if it was a bar or just a uh, an association like a one of the he had an axe throwing uh, fucking um, trailer. Yeah, have you ever heard of those axe throw like those lumberjack bars? Yeah. Yeah, he had a, actually. Well, yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't think they drink there because I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, okay. Well, some of the places out here in Arizona, um, I don't know if they serve beer or you could bring your own beer. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Arizona is a different fucking animal than California. Um, right. Yeah. So they had they had a trailer. Someone brought a trailer out there and. Um, they actually had people hey, throwing axes. You yeah. know what? You know who? You know who's an axe throwing a, a venue now? Our site is a uh, is a uh, freaking. Uh, what do I say? This uh, Winchester Mystery House. 
that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. They have, um, they, have, they, have they have escape rooms right now too. They have a they have more stuff to keep you uh you know going to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they have to come up with uh, some uh, a bunch of other attractions now, right? Uh, to keep people uh, interested in posting on social media. Um, you know, they, they had actually they had two artists um, just painting pictures. Like uh, one of them painted a picture, like a, a beer picture. Another one just painted a, a picture that he had in his head, I guess, because it, it didn't seem like it was beer related. But um, it turned out they're both artists. Uh, one of them was his brother and one of them... Uh, uh, the guy that uh that one of the guys that organized uh one of was his brother the other one was his girlfriend and her name was julia esco art that's her handle on instagram at julia esco art and i ended up buying one of her paintings because i had seen on you know leading up to the event like i was just paying attention to the uh to the copper state beer fest uh, um instagram um posts and they posted her and and so i'm like oh who who's this and she put put on one of her stories should i paint this picture or that picture i'm like oh this is great so like i voted and the picture that i voted for the painting that i voted for got was like at 20 percent and the other one was 80 percent i'm like oh shit the one i want the one i really like is not going to be painted at the event this is bullshit so i reached out to her and I, I said, hey, can I buy this one right here? And she's like, yeah, like how much you charge? So she gave me a price. I'm like, that's fucking fair. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't want to be one of those uh, social media whores that says, hey, I, I'll promote you for the price of your, your, your art or your, what you're trying to promote yourself to be on social media. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Right. So yeah, so she she sold me one of her paintings, and now it's hanging up in my house right now. It looks like a tulip glass with a Arizona sunset with one of the saguaro cactuses uh, in the forefront. It's fucking amazing. So that was cool, and then um, of course I I I, I know some of the uh, the the beer people in the industry, so I was able to get some uh, um, some some great beers um i since i was a vendor i didn't have to pay um to get a glass or or anything so uh before the event started i went to visit my friend rachel you know professor Birkowski. she had her beer babes tent and so i met her mom linda and of course brandy one of the beer babes and they gave me their bone house collaboration their hell's lager which is fucking phenomenal i thought it was amazing and then I went to go visit my friend Will at Ad Astra from Prescott Brewing. And he had a banana sour with, uh, I think it was lactose and, and oats and everything. It was, it didn't even taste like a fucking sour. Excuse me. But it was brewed on purpose because of his, uh, what the hell was it called? Something about like oil rig or something. It, it was a chocolate stout basically it was a chocolate stout and you mix it with the banana sour and it tastes like a chocolate covered banana with a little bit of cinnamon cinnamon in it so that was cool so i got that uh, but for the most part at the at the beer festival 
I drank maybe like about four beers, man. Like I did not drink at all. Like I was out there, I was standing at my booth and I was trying to engage people as far as like, I, I wasn't trying to like stare them down or anything, but they looked at me, I look them back, give them a smile. Um, they wanted to talk. Hey, come over and talk. And uh, um, I'll tell you about our, our podcast. And then uh, I had Jessica from the uh, Phoenix chapter of the Girls Pine Out. Um, I talked to her a little bit. And then I had Fred um, at Blind Brew Guy. He's out here in Arizona. He's a he's he's a blind guy and he's a home brewer. It's fucking amazing, man. I even talked to him. I said, "Why?" Uh, like he he was not born blind. He was kind of a he started becoming blind. Uh, I think uh, throughout the middle of his life, and then now he's like pretty much blind. He had to retire from his uh, job because he was he got too blind. He couldn't do it no more. But now he's uh, he oh. homebrews. Oh yeah. So I talked to him about that, and then of course Will Walterson from Mad Astra, and then afterwards. Uh, he invited me to go out with him and his little crew, and we went to this place called Harvey's Wine Burger. I mean, it's a, it's not that great of a name because of old Mister uh, Harvey Weinstein. But man, it's a it, yeah. I said yeah. <laughs> but man, they cook a great fucking hamburger, man. Oh my god, I had a I at the that, that was, I drank more there than I did at the at the beer festival but i just had a couple pints of uh firestone walker 805 as i had my uh my thousand island burger it was it was fun had a good time talked to i met his brother for the first time cool motherfucking dude um and his wife uh, and his brother's wife um yeah it was it was we had a great time i, I had a really good fucking time that day That's cool in the game. Yeah, and then oh yeah, the, and then during the during Wait, the day, on. yeah. Did, did, I I know. Um, well, you you dropped who you interviewed and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. did you get any like random uh, festival goers come up and talk to you? Did you put them? On, did you record them or not? <laughs> one guy, one guy. He's like, hey, are you recording? I'm like, um, yeah. Why? What's up? He's like, oh, okay, I, I got some. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he did a uh, he did a cold brew spot for us, and you know what? Uh, I'll find it and uh, I'll put it in the uh, I'll put it at the beginning of the show. He just said, uh, I'll, "I'll tell you right now, okay, since you won't hear it uh, until the show comes out." But he said, uh, "Cold brew podcast every Friday," but he he did it way better than I did though. <laughs> he was just a drunk dude. But when when Will and I were talking. Oh man, like he get he had like two or three people come up and try to talk to him while we were talking. <laughs> so if if you, if you listen to if you listen closely, you might be able to hear uh, uh, people in the background yell, yelling out for Will because he's a he's a fucking rock star man in the in the Arizona beer community. So that was fucking fun, man. All right. uh... One more thing I wanted to get to before we ended, or two more things, two more things I wanted to get to before we ended this program. Um, how good was that fucking win today, dude? It was incredible. Oh, it was incredible! Oh my god, 
Like I know you said earlier, like uh, you were just happy that the Niners beat the the Cowboys. That's the way I feel today. Like I'm super so fucking happy that the the Niners beat the the the, the Packers. Excuse me. And if they lose next week, depends if they, they play the Rams or the Bucks. When we play, when we record this, we have no idea who they're gonna play. I'm just I'm just happy that they they beat they beat. The Buccaneers, man. I mean, the, the the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, the the number one seeded Green Bay Packers. I'm just elated. I I went over and I I saw my my daughter for the first time. Last time I saw her was after the 49ers uh, beat the Cowboys. Like after that game, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna go home. And then I went through the whole COVID thing. Finally, felt good enough today. To actually get out and go out and do something. And so I went over to visit my daughter. Because that's the first thing I wanted to do. Visited with her. And then the game came on. And she was half paying attention. But me and her grandmother were the one who actually watched the whole game. Her mom was in and out. She 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 was battling nausea all day. But uh, I was... Uh, yeah. Uh, at, at the very end, like... We had to go up to her room because she had to plug in her iPad to play uh, uh, Roblox with her friend. I'm like, look, when the game, this is almost over. I'm going downstairs for the last game. She's like, okay, I'll go with you. So we went down and for the, the, the final kick, uh, we were all together when we saw it. It was, it was fucking amazing, dude. I was running around the house. I was screaming. Her grandmother was screaming even though she, she could barely even fucking move because of COVID. My daughter, she she knows the uh, um, the importance of the game, so she was she was uh, cheering, but I wouldn't call her screaming. It was phenomenal. What was your situation like? Okay, so um, well, my uh, my older daughter is a handful in any given. <laughs> okay, so. We appeased her with uh, tablets and her toys. Okay. My youngest daughter is a saint in the fact that she is really, really lonely. Oh, I mean, but I mean, ridiculous. come on, right now, she, she's what, like three months old? Two, two and a half? Yeah, but like, <laughs> she could, you know, she could sit on the sofa facing the back cushion and not care, you know? Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> You know, and then uh, she, oh, she's a hard sleeper. She's a hard sleeper. Okay. Um, what you call? Um. So that alone, uh, my uh, watching it with my dad and my wife was in the room too, mm-hmm. and um, our dad. Yeah, just, just, I, you know, I, I was standing. I, I couldn't sit down. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. I could sit down. I was just like, you know, when stuff happened, like when the when they blocked that punt, it was just like, oh my god, that's the type of stuff that <laughs> that's the type of stuff that if I was a Packer fan, I'd be shitting my pants. You know what I mean, dude? Dude, I, when they when they blocked the 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 field goal and ran for a touchdown, right? Like I was upstairs no. in the in the room, with my no. daughter. No, no, they, they blocked the field goal. To end the half, but they bought oh. the punt. 
Oh, when, yeah, yeah. When they blocked the punt and ran it, ran it for when uh, Hufunga ran it for a touchdown. I was upstairs with my daughter, and I knew they the the downstairs TV was a few seconds shorter than what I was watching. So, <laughs> so I ran downstairs, like I already knew what was gonna happen. Like I was, I had my hand over my mouth when it happened because <laughs> I, I was like, "Holy shit, holy!" Because that's what I was thinking. And then I ran downstairs to watch it with the with with my daughter's grandmother. <laughs> it was it was it was a sight. Uh, let's just say if you were there, he would have been laughing. <laughs> All right, so so th- that happens. Were, were, were you screaming like you didn't want to wake? Like was your daughter asleep? You didn't want to wake her up? What was going? What's, what's the uh, situation? Yeah, the the younger one was asleep. Okay. So yeah, I didn't scream because I would have like. Like with the way I was sitting and my wife was sitting and the baby were, were facing uh-huh. each other, so I jumped out of my seat and just fist pumped with that same thing. All right, but like yeah, if I was yelling, I would have been yelling right on top of the. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about the winning field goal? But but by that time you're like, all right, if this happens, like I'm I'm already ready to to to. You're you're not gonna jump out of your seat and be boisterous like if it happens cool if not it's not we're, we didn't lose right right I, yeah that's the thing too i mean it was it was still a tight game so yeah. I mean, at the worst i mean we gotta win the coin flip but um what i say is uh not to sound like i know everything yeah but just from uh listening to the pat McAfee show uh-huh. the the watching the kick on tv could could be uh nerve-wracking oh yeah so he goes just watch the kicker always watch the kicker after every kick don't, don't even watch the ball because sometimes they, they track it sometimes you know it leaves the top of the screen it comes down and you don't know what happened and because yeah of course the referee is going to tell you however just watch the kicker he says it all and that was the thing though <laughs> he kicked the ball and he looked and he just started watching towards the sideline and he put his hands up a little bit before the the umpire or the referees did. I'm like, oh my god, we got this. <laughs> I was I was watching the line. I was like, please don't like don't don't jump. Please don't jump. That that's that was the oh, only yeah. thing I was thinking. Cause yeah, the, yeah, don't lose yards. Yeah, yeah. Green Bay. Because even before that, was yeah. it was it Debo? Yeah, even before that, the last Debo play. It's like uh, that was still a, a tough one in the like. I guess it was snowing, but it wasn't windy. You know what I mean? Like if you look at the snow, it was falling straight down. The the flakes that were few and far. Right. Oh yeah, was, yeah. It was it a storm? More snow than I seen in my life. So, you know. <laughs> I was uh, yeah. I was I was watching the ball. Like uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, a little tidbit from McAfee because I know he's a kicker so I was watching the ball and then for, first I watched the line I'm like I didn't see anybody jump cool and then they kick it and then uh, we find out later on Green Bay only had 10 guys on the line I don't think it mattered anyway All right wow yeah I mean what a game the, yeah that's something the 11th guy on the field probably would have been the other side safety or something like that you know you know, in the first game too, the 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 Bengals and Titans game, I had no idea Joe Burrow was fucking sacked nine times. 
You wouldn't even know that. That's embarrassing. You know, <laughs> it you, is. You 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 get sacked nine times and still win a game. <laughs> okay, look, look at it. Look at it this way. Uh-huh. Uh Last week they called the Buffalo Bills game the the perfect game, right? Oh they my god! Seven yeah. Was, I was hanging out with Will Walterson and the Ad Astor crew, and they were just getting fucking demolished. The the, the Patriots were. Are they Patriots? Huh? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like the. I'm just. Oh, saying, okay. I said demolished, and I had to to mention the loser. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. I I, I didn't know. Like, <laughs> I thought you were bringing them up because they were. They oh no a, no! A, Will's a, a interest in the game. Oh. Will Will's a Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> that poor bastard. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he he was happy. Uh, the uh, Patriot, uh, the Packers lost though. Yeah, no, but you know, I think about it. I go, I guess that's a fair amount. And then remember the other day when uh, when they said uh, if the Packers or the other week when if the Packers or the, if the if the Raiders and the Chargers just take knees the whole game, yeah, it'd be like fifteen each or something like that. Oh right? yeah, yeah. So I'm just thinking of like looking at time of possession, and just uh, you know, in my mind, like if you sack the quarterback, like that translates into killing a drive. It's like you know because that puts them behind the sticks, mm-hmm. and you know they're going to try to pass their way out of it. So you know what even to call. It. Like you should get off the field. Like so, the Bengals should have got not the Bengals. The uh, the Titans should have got off the field like nine times, at least nine drives. Well, well, they, oh yeah, granted, if there's two sacks in the same drive, okay, yeah, but why are they getting that extra life? You know what I mean? Like a yeah. sack should kill a drive. Like you know the whole stats and, and why sacks are important because majority of the time they should lead into possession change. Right. Yeah. Right. So, like <laughs> the Bills proved that. You only need seven position. You only get seven possessions a game if you're doing it right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> four a four nine points should win a fucking football game. Should right. You never know if it will. Right, it's, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, like drive should have been killed, and you know, possession should have changed. I've got it. It doesn't mean you get grave field position, and yeah, I mean, three and out happen, but possessions. Are uh, interesting, right? Yeah, that that's why you and I talked about it last week. I mean, football doesn't have enough data to to back up the analytics. Right. All right. One more thing. Um, I asked our little group chat that we have on uh, on text. Our text chat. You know, we is me, you, and LT and Fausty Walnuts. I asked the. Uh, I was like. What do you guys think about uh, um, who you would rather have, Tampa Bay or the L.A. Rams? Now, Fausti gave a good answer. He said, I'm conflicted. We've owned the Rams, but it's hard to beat them three times in one year. Now, you look back last year when uh, Tampa Bay uh, beat uh, New Orleans in the, in the playoffs after they lost twice during the regular season, season to them. So that, that's a that's a good uh, point. He said, let alone any team. I think beating Tom would be more gratifying. So I think he wants the Tampa Bay to beat the Rams tomorrow. And we're talking about tomorrow, uh, Sunday, the 23rd. Um, 
LT, he, he couldn't pick. He was undecided. He said, really hard to pick. Uh, we'll be underdogs either way. He means uh, the 49ers will be an underdog depending on uh, which team we play. Uh, how do you feel? Who would you rather see next week, the Bucks or the Rams? Uh, yeah, that's hard to say. I mean, uh, just going with my gut, I would say the uh, the, the Buccaneers. Okay. Any any because, reason why? Because yeah, they haven't seen us before, mm-hmm. and they're a little bit more beat up. Okay. Now, they're... They are a better run defense. However, not up the middle. I mean, that Vita Vea guy lives in the middle. But towards yeah. the edge, you know, uh, well, I don't know. Both the Cowboys and the and the Packers play this for the edge. So, I don't know. I mean, we have to get creative with the run and, and whatnot. However, um, yeah, you know, the whole, the whole, uh, you know, you can't beat a team three times in a season. I mean, you you your you reference is good, but <laughs> but didn't uh, didn't it go the other way last year too with the the Seahawks and, and the Rams? Huh? Didn't the Rams beat the Seattle three times in the playoffs? Yeah, I I think you're right. I I, I know it's been done. It's not like it's never been done. Yeah. Right. And I mean, both. We'll, we'll, we're more familiar, with, but that's the thing too—the the art of surprise of of what we're uh, going on, of, mm-hmm. of what's going on. Just thinking about it. Uh, of course, too, the the Rams game. I mean, uh, there's a chance we could we could. I wouldn't say eliminate the crowd, but or even nullify the crowd, but just somewhat reduce the crowd. There you go. Mm-hmm. No, if, okay. if you look at the Week 18 game, right? And then um, the. Uh, the fact that it, it's a, you know, it's an hour plane ride trip. You know, the the travel, the wear and tear. The tra- yeah, the travel thing. Yeah. Well. So. Now, I I would. So you so you're, you're saying Tampa Bay. Yeah, up front would be Tampa Bay. Just okay. Because again, too, they have a, you know, they have a lot of stars. Um, not a lot of, a lot of starters out. Okay. Uh, in general, and you know, granted, yeah, they have a solid run defense. They're not the best run defense, right? right. I and then uh, too, yeah, we we could get pressure on Tom with four, you know, and if we do blitz, you know, we we have great success. But we could get pressure with four and uh, and have good coverage to make them, uh, you know, make decisions like kind of like how they uh, they flustered. Uh, Wait, did you see that they they actually blitz Rogers the first play? Did they? Yeah, I missed that. Call. Yep, no, yeah, they they did. They they blitz Rogers the first play, and then they kind of backed off. But um, it I, I was just surprised. Like I was watching the line. Like I try to watch Bosa like ninety nine percent of the time. Every time the oh, the yeah. defense is on the. Is is on the field, but I noticed the uh, was it Ward number one at the or was it number three? Yeah. Who's number three? Tart. Tart. All right. I think I think it was Tart. Tart was the one who who was the uh, the the blitzer on that one. 
on the very first play. But yeah, that was uh, I was like, oh shit! Like <laughs> I was just taken aback. Um, I want the Fortnite to play the Bucks only because when was the last time we played the Bucks? Like we we already played the Rams twice this year. We beat them twice. I don't think it's a a, a given that we're gonna beat the Rams a third time. I mean, yeah. Uh, Shanahan against McVeigh is six and zero for the last three years. Sure, like hey, you know all the all the signs that should say, hey, let us play the Rams because we could beat the Rams. I know that, you know. At the same time, maybe the Rams are due, but I just want to see the I just want to see the Bucks. I just want to see the how the Niners would fare against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year's uh, champions. But let's see it. Come on, bring the Bucks. Bring on Tom Brady and the Bucks. So I'm going for the Bucks ne- or tomorrow. Um, and not only because I just want to see the Niners Bucks, because I hate the Rams. <laughs> and that's another thing. I just don't want the Rams to win. So there you go. That's my yeah. reasoning. Oh yeah, now that we're approaching the final four, it's not about the uh I want to say it's not about the uh well, the fact our team's still in it, of course, I yeah. know who I want to win, but however, like, which team would you want to win the least <laughs> is <laughs> another factor. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right, man. Uh, one more thing. Like I mentioned earlier, and we mentioned last week, you and I are big uh, Star Wars guys. And the Book of Boba Fett, dude, the last two weeks, man, there's been a lot of negative media about the book of boba fett have you have you even gotten into that do you even fucking care about the the way it's being portrayed in the uh in the regular media the regular media or like the uh the not the, the nerds. social media the star wars social media circle no, no but it seems like the star wars social media i, I don't know maybe yeah. both i mean i've seen some negative feedback or blowback or or reviews on the book of boba fett what, what what's the deal uh i just heard a lot of people didn't like uh the second episode i love that i thought that was fucking second you and i talked about the second episode i thought that was fucking okay, no. fantastic that was the one with the train right yeah and the the, the okay, whole but, like but, the whole the yeah. his okay. assimilation into the the tuscan raiders Right, okay, so they didn't like the first episode. That was too slow. The third? The first, yeah. No, the the first, first was slow. Second was holy shit. Third, yeah. it seemed like people didn't like the uh, the, the Power Rangers. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the Back to the Future hoodlum. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. the like, uh, like the guys he gave jobs to. Right. The gang he gave jobs to. And then the fourth right. one... Um, it, the whole negative, the whole thing was like, can Mandalorian save Boba Fett? I'm like, save fucking what, dude? This has fucking been phenomenal. What, what, what the fuck do they people, these people want? Exactly. <laughs> right. You know, here's the thing. There's, there's a lot of, uh, I guess the the term is tropes. There's a lot of tropes in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, but, but, but they're tried and true tropes. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. comparing uh. His his relationship with the Tuscan Raiders to that of a uh, like uh, like Dances with Wolves slash Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, right. I mean, the whole 
the whole outsider becoming part of the indigenous people and instead mm-hmm. of the modern people. Um, what's it called? Um, but then too, there's like too much. Uh, what is it? Too many uh, checkoff guns. You know that. What do you mean? Okay, the whole uh, thing of storytelling that the Chekhov's gun comes from a. Uh, I forgot, but the guy's name was Chekhov. But the whole, if uh, if a gun is introduced in the first act of a story, it's got to get fired by the third. Okay. So there's a lot of foreshadowing, but like, uh, like Quinn. No payoffs. They showed up in one. Ep- they showed up in one. Yeah, they showed up in one episode, and then all of a sudden they're bouncing the next episode. It's like, mm. you know, that's a lot of. Uh, it's better screen time and CGI for guys who aren't going to be around, probably. Right. You know, what I mean? so I mean, I think so, so. Obviously, something's up with them. At the same time, why be so overt with not being with them? You know, what I mean? mm. it's That's like a good point. there was there like some deleted scenes with them, or like what? what they could have like showed the twins somewhere, kind of. I don't want to say even if any, but a little bit of foreshadowing of what could be possibly be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, I, uh, I can see that. Um, real quick, I just want to go through the the like the, the synopsis or the the bare bones of of the because we talk about episodes one and two. Uh, number three was called "The Streets of Moses," but which was directed by uh, Robert Rodriguez. You know, um, El Mariachi, right? Desperado, Dust yeah, Till Dawn, Desperado, that fan, yeah. Grindhouse, Grindhouse, and written by John Favreau. Um, so, <laughs> Fed is asked by the wa- watermonger Lortha Peel, who is played by Stephen Root. You know who Stephen Root is, right? Think so. He was Jimmy James from News Radio. He was the the little. Uh, Squirrely um, oh. guy from uh, Office Space. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I'm like, oh shit, fucking Jimmy James. <laughs> he accused some cyborgs of stealing his water. And those are the people that uh, that um, the critics uh, call Power Rangers. Because, uh, right. what's his name? Uh, um, Boba Fett uh, ends up hiring instead of uh, punishing as Jimmy James wanted to them to be punished for stealing his water basically they told him like we don't have nothing to do like this guy's charging like too much uh for his water and so we're we're stealing it from him like all right well let me give you a job um and then uh fit uh let's see when he's uh going on his you know one of his uh his little baths that he, he uses to heal which uh kind of signifies flashbacks um up to this point anyway uh he gets attacked by uh what's the name um chrysanthemum oh black chrysanthemum okay which is the uh the the black chewbacca (laughs) you know for star wars fans we have baby yoda even though his name is grogu and chrysanthemum is black chewbacca right Right, <laughs> <laughs> he's a Wookiee. He's a, he's got a black fur with like the the two silver uh, um, highlights, if you will, the, the Frankenstein bright highlights down the both sides of his face. <laughs> anyway, um, he gets attacked by him like while he's in his fucking uh, in his his healing bath. Right? What do you think of that part? 
That was interesting. That, that was a terrible fight scene, by the way. It was, right? Yeah, because he came out and just got worked. And then when uh, Chrysan- by Chrysanthemum, and then the, the Power Rangers come in as, uh, as they are, um, I think, uh, wrongly accused. But, you know, it's easier to, to call them out by that because that's what people know them by. Uh, the, the Power Rangers come in and just kind of like just defeat them easily. Right. I right. mean, see, that's the thing, too. It's like, I'm not saying Chewbacca's a wimp, but, like, you know, or even Chrysanthemum's a wimp, but, I mean, come on. I mean, he was stabbed in the back. I mean, yeah. you could just really shake that off. I mean, if you were able to get stabbed, it should hurt you like a stab, you know what I mean? Oh, and, and the fucking, that, that, the Tusken Raider stab that he, that Fett stabbed him with stuck on him for a while. Like, why, why wouldn't he take it out? Yeah. I didn't get that part. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, they 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 finally uh, um, subdue him and uh, they capture him. So he's like a prisoner, and then uh, the the twins, which are like you know Jabba's fucking cousins, uh, apologize for for sending them because they're the ones who sent uh, Chrysanthemum. And uh, but they claim that uh, Shays, the mayor of uh, Mos Espa. Um, Promised Jabba's territory to another syndicate. The uh, the twins vow to leave and say, "Hey, um, you can have uh, Chrysanthemum as a tribute, and here's our uh, gift." And they give him a rancor, which uh, um, Machete, uh, what's his name, Danny Flores, Trejo, Tre- Danny Trejo. I don't know why I call him Flores. Danny Trejo was the. Uh, <laughs> What'd you think of that though? Danny Trejo showing up in in a Star Wars thing. What'd you think of that? Yeah, well, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, I did, I did say Rodriguez was the uh, the director of this episode. Yeah, and I'm not saying you hooked them up, but they know each other. They're friends. They have several projects together. Yeah, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> several. I'm not being racist. Like almost all of fucking uh, Trejo's recent successes. Right. All right. Uh, um, yeah. So that that's pretty much uh, uh, most of the chapter three, right? Did I miss anything? Yeah. Uh, well, they give you a little uh, history of the Rancor, a little backlog of the the Rancor. Oh yeah, it's not just a, a ruthless like eating machine. It's it's, a, it's actually a, a animal with the sophistication. Basically, right. Um, oh, and we we also find out the the mayor of Moses, but uh, Mos Shies or whatever his name is, is working with the pikes, which is the that fish species that uh, that uh, is trying to take over Tatooine. Well, fish looking species. Yeah, well, I mean, they, their faces look like fishes, uh, but they they're humanoids. And then uh, part four. Um. Another flashback, and uh, he's uh, he's Fett's trying to. This is when Fett actually meets uh, Fennec Shen, right? In, in yeah, the it's flashback? the whole Fennec Shen backstory. Right. What did you think of that? Did you think it was they, they kind of like glossed over it, or did you think it was well done? Uh, a little bit of both. You know, uh, it explains the uh, 
the cybernetics, you know. Right. Uh, I, and I guess it kind of just kind of syncs up the timelines with uh, what's going on with Mando. Okay. Oh, yeah, because, yeah. Now, um, uh, now, what I do have a problem with is, like, the whole Sarlacc pit scene and stuff. The which one? Sarlacc pit scene. Oh, yeah, I was going to get to that. But, all right, since you're already there. Yeah, so they uh, they 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 rescue Boba's ship, Slave One, from uh, Jabba's palace, and then he he says, well, "I got to get my my armor back." So the last time yeah. I had it was inside the Sarlacc pit, and so they go back to the Sarlacc pit. And what's your problem with it? Because they 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 look into it because they try to shine a light down into the pit, and then the monster grabs the slave one um spaceship what's your problem okay well number one uh they don't call it slave one no more they call it his his fire spaceship or whatever or fire spaceship oh, or whatever because it's which is, super which is cool. i mean yeah so if, if if that's the case we have to call it the millennium falcon the the ty 3000 freighter or something like that right? oh yeah if you <laughs> want to do the whole like yeah the the model yeah. and make Make a model, right. yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Regardless, is the uh, kind of like the physics of uh, that ship, but you know, the thrusters were pushing the ship down into the side like pit, uh-huh. but yet, are you talking tell me that the the uh, the rudders of our I don't know what they're called the foils could <laughs> like negate that thrust to fight away, you know what I mean? It's like, where's the reverse propulsion? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Where's the reverse? Uh, yeah, the reverse thrusters. Yeah, they, yeah. They, <laughs> thr- they, the, the actual propulsion is on the back, so the reverse thrusters yeah. should be somewhere, but they didn't show where the reverse was. Yeah, but it, it made it look like these little rudders were, were, were reversing everything. It's like, wait a minute. It doesn't work that way. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> And 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 when they finally got out of the salt, like basically they they or Phoenix Shin freed herself to 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 shoot off like the uh, the the mic the seismic charge the seismic charge that came out of the back of the ship. Why couldn't it come out of the front of the ship now? Like why didn't it have the option to do either or? Oh, because that's like a defense bomb. Right. Between chase they drop that behind it. Yeah, but why wouldn't there be a defense one in front just for not for that particular reason, but just another reason to to be in reverse while you're trying to escape something? Huh? That's true. I don't, I don't know. It just it, but it it did make for a better uh uh what do you call it dramatics for for the, <laughs> for the, for the escape from the uh, the Sarlacc pit. Uh, let's see here. Um, where where are we at? Uh, they see the micro gang. Oh, and so uh, since the uh, since Fennec Shan um, completed her debt to Boba Fett, as far as he said, hey, just help me get my ship back. Hey, she helped get her ship. She helped get his ship back. Um, that's why she was there when he was trying to get his armor back from the Sarlacc pit. Um, 
she stuck around. You, you, you believe that? I mean, by the time the Mandalorian comes around, we know that Fennec Shan and Boba Fett are like kind of a team of some sorts, like whether the partnership, I should say, not a team, a partnership. Um, do you believe that she would stick around after uh, she fulfilled her agreement to help him get Slave One back? Or is that a little bit far-fetched for you? Nah, it's hard to say because uh, again, uh, what what is her character really? Just uh, it's right. a nomad, right? Yeah, she's she's basically a mercenary. Like you know, you, you pay right. me enough, I'll, I'll stick around. Pretty much, yeah. Or at least uh, I'll get steady work down the road. Yeah, right? it's. A, I mean, I don't know if she's she's got like the, the guild beacons like uh, Mando did or anything, but. It just uh, you know the, the fact that uh, her background was similar puts her in a similar situation where you could uh, stick around right like we're mutually beneficial at this point that, that, that's the way I saw it um, and then at, at the end of the, the episode he has a banquet with a bunch of the uh the different, uh, uh, excuse me, he has a banquet with, with a bunch of the different, for lack of a better term, lords of Tatooine. And he said, hey, look, uh, the Pike Syndicate is trying to take over. Um, you don't have to side with me. Just don't side with them um, when shit hits the fan and would be cool. Is that kind of how you, how you got it? A little bit, yeah. And then at the end, uh, and then at the very end, uh, Fennec Shan asked, like, how is your treasury? He never really answered how the treasury is. All he said was, I got enough credits. And she said, credits will buy muscle. And then the, the Mandalorian um, kind of like theme or the, uh, the, uh, the, the yeah. motive of the, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. It plays, and then that's how it ends. So that's like the 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 thing, right? That that's the whole thing is the from the headlines. Like, is the Mandalorian gonna save Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett? I don't see it that way, man. I I really don't. I I I I really like this way. I mean, like, I don't think I don't know why the the headlines are saying this. Are they? Did they expect? This to be diff- it's two different dynamics. This guy, the, the Mandalorian, is just trying to find his way as far as like uh, um, his own cut out his own legacy in the universe. Boba Fett already has his legacy. He's just trying to to carve out his own little slice of the pie to finish the the rest of his life. That's the way I see it. How do you see it? Like, is is it? Am I wrong or? Or do you see it differently? I kind of see it where I think we're going to get like a an expanded Star Wars universe, but they're going to be a more in sync. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the guys in charge of writing Mando, Mandalorian, are in charge of writing Boba Fett. Right, right. And if you if you want to see Boba Fett as season two point five of Mandalorian and you know, in season three of The Mandalorian, Boba Fett's back in the mix. 
with uh, some of his foreshadowed stories making a big deal in that. I mean, that'd be cool because they could make it work. You know what I mean? Or they should yeah. be able to make it work. I, I I don't mind crossover. You know, I I think a lot of the Star Wars, especially with the heroes, the quote heroes in the Star Wars canon, should cross every once in a while. Why not? Right. Especially uh, between the Mandalorian and Boba Fett, having both of them not being from Mandalore yet wearing the 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 uniform or the the the, the armor right. i i think they they have a lot more in common that they don't have in common i get what you're saying yeah, yeah. and and I mean, yeah yeah they're not direct descendants of yeah they're not they're not like blood mandalorians right. if you will Right, but they're, they're, they're still like a, in the adopted yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know why not? And, yeah, but, and you it know, might be you know, fun. That's thing too. What, what, what's to stop them from like, or, you know, stop from, you know, Han Solo showing up, Luke and Gorgu showing up, you know, in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is to stop them? They have already done it once with 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 Luke in the Mandalorian. Anyway, I, I, I don't see this, this the whole negative thing. I, I stopped comparing it apples to oranges as far as I'm concerned. If if you're really that caught up in doing and it was even the same with, with the episode seven, eight, nine, people really fucking are hating on it. And you and I we we liked it. We 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 just it wasn't the the most tight storytelling and I get it. I get all the criticisms. But I was still entertained. I still went. And if they came out with episode 10, 11, 12, I'd go fucking again. I'd be the fucking first one in the theater. So, yeah, stop, stop being so critical and just accept the, 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 the stories for, uh, as they come out. And stop comparing them to, to anything before or what you, fan fictions you may have read. Fuck all the critics, man. That's all I'm saying. Fuck the critics. <laughs> <Did I st> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm stepping out on a big fucking limb right there, right? Right. Uh, aren't, aren't we critics ourselves? Yes, yes. We, yes, we are. Fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck you, too. All right, man. Anything else you'd like to add to this episode? We, we, we went long again. I think it's because I've been no, drinking. yeah. I think we're good. All right. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we like to wish you cheers. <laughs>